This is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there? I love you so much. It's going to be a good day here at the show. We're going to talk about being perfect. Um, I'd like to think I'm perfect. (laughs) And everybody laughs. Uh, But that is so not the case. Um, We are going to really take some time and camp around this topic of perfectionism. Um, And just kind of how God comes in and, you know, blows our mind with his truth and changes everything that we think. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what our God can do. Thank you for joining the show today. We're so happy that you're joining us. You know, we have prayed for you, our staff, our, our pre-production team. You know, we pray for you every single, um, every single time we, we go on to air, to tape, to do anything. We pray for you. And I believe that the show is going to encourage you today. Um, I want to just uh, say thank you, first of all, uh, for reaching out. We, we, I am I am kind of amazed at how this show is reaching um, you. And I, I thank you so much for reaching out to us. Um, you can reach out to us on all social media. You know, we love our social media and I love to hear from you, how the show is affecting you. Is there something that ministered to you? Is there something you want us to talk about? Uh, you know, this is, this is your show. This is for you. And, um, we, we love, love, love hearing from you. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing when we put a lot of work into what we do. And then we hear from you, how God has really challenged you with something that you've heard. So thank you for reaching out. Keep doing that. Autumn Miles, Facebook, Autumn Miles, everything thing or um, the ministry uh, is the blush network you can reach out on that platform as well uh, which is the ministry uh, that I founded back in 2010 thank you for joining us today I I, I want to just get right into what we're going to talk about we have an awesome guest uh, her name is Amy Carroll and um, she's a speaker for Proverbs 31 we had Lisa Turkhurst on the show uh, here I think last last week or maybe uh, maybe a couple weeks ago who was awesome talked about her new book um, and and Amy Carroll is part of that clan, the Proverbs 31 clan. She's an international, the international missions coordinator for Proverbs 31. She's a speaker. She's a speaker coach. I mean, she probably could coach me, which would be awesome. Uh, and she is also an author uh, of the, the book, Breaking Up With Perfect. Um, and so she's got a lot of things to say about uh, being perfect and perfectionism. Uh, and we want to just go ahead and welcome her on the show today. Welcome to the show, Amy. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. So excited to be with you and your audience. Ah, we are so excited to have you. Now, you have a Southern accent, which oh, I yes. love. Where Where are you coming to us from today? Well, people are really surprised because my parents are Midwesterners. I was actually born in Kansas, but it's pretty clear that I learned how to talk in North Carolina. <laughs> I love it. It brings me back to my roots. All my family is from the southern states, and um, you sound like some of my extended family members. So, and you are in the body of Christ, Amy. You That's are. Right. You are my sister. Uh, so, we're going to talk a little bit about your book, "Breaking Up with Perfect." is is the name of it. You have an uh, just an awesome testimony about several different things, uh, but I really want to focus on this idea of perfectionism. 
girl. This mm-hmm. is everywhere in our society. You, I mean, social media. Holy goodness! You click on there and you 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 just scroll through, and people's lives look completely perfect, which I think makes us feel like we have to be perfect. Then you go to church. Everyone looks perfect, but they ain't perfect. I mean, they're sinners saved by grace. (laughs) So talk to me about the inspiration behind Breaking Up With Perfect, the book. Well, you're so right. I mean, I think that we've gotten very adept in our social networking world at creating a very pretty facade. And it's just that. That's what perfectionism is, is a facade. And the thing is, for me, my perfectionism served me really well for a long time, and Mm. I think most people find that's true because, you know, that's what you get awards for and pats on the back for. I might mm. even have a few plaques hanging on my wall <laughs> for my perfectionism. Um, and those are the things that uh, really get to the core of, I think, the problem with perfectionism. It gains people's approval mm. and love. But the downside of that is twofold, and I ran into both of them sort of about the same time, about 12 years ago. And I had four or five friendships during about a five-year period that just completely imploded. So that was hard, and there's always two sides to every story. But when I started looking at those implosions and the problems and those friendships, I thought, there is a disturbing common denominator here, and it's me. Wow. (laughs) And so... I started thinking, you know, it's not ever one person's fault when these things happen, but what's my part of this? And I started realizing my friends can't be real with me. They put on a facade. They tell our other friends about their problems, and they won't they won't be real with me about them. What's that about? Wow. And I realized it was my perfectionism. And so not only in the end um, was it hurting me, but it was hurting my friendships. It was hurting the people that I loved the most. It was actually caused by a very good thing, which is that I wanted um, to be loved and I wanted to love people well, but I had just really crossed some lines. And then the other thing, the way that it hurt me is that I had started, I had brought that idea of earning approval um, into my relationship with God. And so I had just kind of gone numb inside. I was even on the Proverbs 31 team during that time. And And I've realized I can't feel God's love for me at all. Wow. This. Okay. So I already have like six questions. First of all, I I think, um, you know, women deal with this like on the daily. Okay. Like, I mean, you look in the mirror and you're like, I need my makeup needs. I mean, some of us don't care, but the majority of us do. Okay. Uh, My lipstick is like not on point, you know, my hair is a mess, whatever. And we sort of struggle (laughs) to, um, to present ourselves, put our best foot forward, which I don't, I don't believe there's nothing wrong with that. But when it, when we obsess over it, um, crazy, things happen um and you 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 just talked about your your four to five friendships tell me practically because here's the thing i don't think that some people know that they struggle with perfectionism okay um Uh talk to me about some hello uh warning signs that dude you got a problem what what was some practical things that were happening um that you were maybe doing that sort of signaled listen i got a problem here 
Well, that's exactly where the book came from. Is somebody finally said, what's your biggest problem with perfectionism? And I blurted out. I didn't even have to think about it. It came from the depths of my soul. As I said, it's ruining my relationship. And so I think some of the red flags is, you know, what do your friendships look like? Are they close? Are they deep? Do they really know you? Do you really know them? (laughs) What does your marriage look like? Is it bogged down with criticism and unmet expectations? Are you experiencing a lot of joy in your marriage? And I would say that my expectations were diminishing the joy in our marriage, even though at that time I would have said, we have a great marriage. And Mm. I think my husband would have agreed that after being set free from some of this, I think, wow, I've really been missing out on a depth of relationship that is impossible. Um, the authenticity is really the antidote for isolation, and mm. perfectionism causes isolation mm. in lots of ways. It, it's still, you may have a lot of people around you, but how deep are those relationships? How, how um, much do you feel like you can be your truest self around your friends? Okay. That's a real indicator. You just said like 17 things that I loved. Um, authenticity is the antidote for perfectionism. Is that, did I just quote uh-huh. you right? Is that, is that exactly what you just said? Authenticity. I said, I think I said authenticity is the antidote for isolation. For isolation. I think, I think isolation is a, one of those red flags for perfectionists. And what, um, what I talk about in the book is that most of us fall into one of two categories primarily, although I swing between the two, is that I had, I carried around in my head, in my heart, um, what I call the good girl list. It's all the things that I needed to do to, to measure up and gain the love and approval of other people. It's what I thought I had to do, and of God, really. Mm. And so for good girls, we hold people at arm's length because if anybody gets too close, they'll know we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And they know, they'll know we're not measuring up because none of us do, right? Mm-hmm. This is the reality. Mm-hmm. And then there's a second group that I call I talk about where that hold the never good enough list. Mm-hmm. And these girls, we look we look alike on the outside. We're we're perfectionists. We kind of look like we have it all together. But these girls are holding a different list, and it's the list of all the things in their past, all that they've done, or sometimes that list is handed to you by people who have told you. You're not good enough. Sometimes mm. it's handed to us by culture that says, you know, your skin color is not the right color. You don't earn enough money. You, whatever it is that our culture says, demands as perfection. Um, and they, these girls hold that list, and so they use perfection to hide shame. Mm. And both, both of them are a way of holding people a little bit away from us to either hide shame or to hide the fact that we're not perfect. And so it just creates isolation. It's a problem. Oh, my goodness. It's such a huge problem. So is that what you would say the root of perfectionism is? Or is there something else you would add to that? You know, what is what is the root? Where is all this coming from uh, when we look at ourselves? Because I even know, you know, in the 11 minutes that we've been recording so far, people are like, yes, that's me. Yes, I want to go deeper. What what the, what the heck is wrong with my relationships? Um, I, I see that as me holding people at arm's length because I don't want them to know the real me. Where Where, where is the root? What What do we need to grab a hold of and change in order to change the cycle? Well, one of the things that I've just started processing recently is that perfectionism is pursuing good things in bad ways. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and what, here's what I mean by this. I believe the root of our perfectionism comes from being made in the image of God. And you're like, well, that's weird. Why, mm-hmm. why did you say that? Well, we're made in the image of a relational God. I mean, He is all about, it's got, it says that God is love and Scripture, and He's all about love and relationship. And we are made in His image, and so we have that core desire and need for love and relationship. And then I think there's a secondary thing that's wired into us, which is that we know deep down, I think, I believe even atheists and people who say they don't believe, they deep down know that there's something other and that he, uh, he's not like us mm-hmm. and that we can't, we don't quite live up to that. And for those of us who believe, we would say God is perfect in the most beautiful ways. He's perfect love. He's perfect grace. He's perfect compassion. He's perfect justice. He's perfect mercy. All of those characteristics of God, he's perfect in those things. And in him and God himself, it's beautiful. And so we say, well, God is perfect, and I am so not. Hmm. And you know what? That's actually a great realization. Hmm. But where perfectionism starts to work things is for good girls, they say, well, God is perfect, and I am not, so I'm going to work super hard so I can live up to what who God is and what I think He wants me to be and what I need to do to have a relationship with Him. Hmm. And then the never good enough girls go, well, God is perfect. And I am not, and I've got this list that just proves that I'll never live up to him. But goodness knows I'm going to die trying. Mm. <laughs> and so in both of those, the warp, the, see, it's pursuing good things, you know, um, right. relationship with God in really bad ways because we miss the fact that we need a Savior. I mean, that's mm. what Jesus is for, mm-hmm. is that He is the perfect one. He mm. is the exact representation of God, mm. and He came in this world to and said, look, you can't do this yourself. I've got to do it for you. And perfectionism is about doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God crafted us to create, to reflect His image, not to create our own. Mm. And so we look, we're, you know, here we are in God's image, and yet perfectionist works so, so hard mm. to create our own image, our own facade. And social networking is just the most amazing vehicle for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, yeah. it absolutely is. Um, okay, so I have... Uh, uh, I want to talk through a little bit uh, uh, this, this perfectionism and sort of... Um, practical things at what you can do to transfer from perfectionism to authenticity. I'm going to tell you like Mm. straight up, Amy, for years I, I did this. I was, I mean, try to be as perfect as possible hair on point lashes popping you know the whole thing okay mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and and it got me married to the i'm using quotes in the studio the youtubers will be able to see this uh, um a perfect <laughs> man who looked perfect who we were perfect together um but because i was so obsessed with the appearance of perfection i didn't tell anyone he was abusing me and it got me oh, wow divorced at the age of 22 and I kicked out of my church like the whole nine. Okay. Um, so wow. here, here I real I realized this, uh, you know, 15, 16 years ago that perfectionism killed me. It killed everything in me. It isolated me from everything, but man, did I try? And it was yeah. then that I found autumn 
Who who mm. was Autumn at that time? My maiden name was uh, my maiden name was Carrie. So who is Autumn? Autumn Carrie. Who who is she? Mm. And I began yeah. to build not on who others wanted me to be, but who I actually was. I am super loud. Praise God. You know what I mean? I mean, I, a lot of people hate that. But you know what? God God created me this way. I'm very outgoing person. And I started living who I actually was, which gave me so much freedom. But it took a disaster in order to get me there. So yeah. let's, let's transfer. How do we... I don't want anyone to go through. You lost five, four to five friendships. I, my life fell apart. How do we transfer from perfectionism to authenticity without a train wreck? How do we do that? Help, help us, help us today. Yes. Well, and that, see, that's such a good question because I think about you know I came to know um, Jesus when I was ten years old, and yet this this process didn't start until I was in my forties. That's a lot of wasted time, wow. and I'm so glad you asked because I, you know, I just don't want your audience to waste that amount of time. Yeah. Um. So I think the big thing for me, and first of all, I love your personality, and I want you to come <laughs> to any party that I throw. I'm very excited about that. I am and so secondly, there. <laughs> I just I wanted to comment before I launch into what I have to say about it's so sad because I think the church deals with this very poorly. I oh, think yeah. a, a, in a lot of church settings yeah. that we don't feel like we can be our authentic self. Mm. And yet, if we will launch out, and if we will say, God, who did you create me to be? How can I reflect your image in that instead of trying to create a facade? And we'll inspire other people, even mm. in our church settings, to go down this path. So for me, um, the big breakthrough was was understanding how God loved me. Mm. And that was that was tough because, you know, having been a Christian since I was 10 years old, having done a hundred Bible studies, having, yeah. having led in my church, being a woman in ministry, I felt like I had been sent back to kindergarten mm. because I really realized that I had gone numb inside, that I didn't understand how God loved me. And and I thought, that that's, that's a basic God. That's like a kindergarten thing. How can I be here and not understand that? Mm. But what it took was a wise friend, um, a mentor that called, called me out. Mm. And I had asked her if I could spend some time with her. And I said, I just feel like God has, has something to do in me through you. So I went over to her coffee. I thought it, to her house for coffee. I thought it was going to be this um, just playing girls time, and within five minutes, I'm weeping on her couch. <laughs> Love she those. Just looked me, she just saw right through me, and she looked me dead in the eye, and she said, Amy, here's what I want to know. If all the things on your checklist that prove that you love God and that He loves you, if they don't happen, if, if your world implodes, are you going to make it? Wow. And in that moment, I knew I wouldn't. And wow. so this is kind of at the tail end of all those friendships imploding and all that stuff. And she goes, Amy, God loves you. Oh. You don't have anything to prove to him. Um, you need to get root back rooted in God's love. Mm. And so several weeks later, I went back to her. I was like, okay, Ray, her name was right. I was like, Ray, I am working as hard as I can to get back rooted in God's love. I am I'm reading about God's love. I'm listening to music about God's love. I'm praying to know God's love. 
and and I just I, I'm not there. I don't know what I need to do. And she goes, Did you listen to yourself? You said you're working to know God's love, but you have to rest in God's love. Boom. And she said, Just pray that mm. God breaks. Mm. So about that time, and I've got such a passion for the nations, I had a trip to India. Mm. And on that trip, I had this huge breakthrough. We had this mock wedding. And there was an old, old woman who was sitting in a chair, just kind of curled up, almost invisible. And they, it, everybody had kind of not noticed her except for one woman. And Babita went over to her and said, Auntie, it's your turn. So she took this old woman to the end of the aisle that we had formed, and she put the veil on her head and handed her the flowers that we had for this mock wedding. And she says, Auntie, Jesus is standing at the end, and he loves you. Walk Mm -hmm. to him. Now, as this is happening, the pastor's wife says to me, she said, that woman just gave her life to Jesus two weeks ago. And she said she's lived in the fear and shame of her religion her entire life, and she's dying. Mm. And so as I watched this woman walk down the aisle with tears pouring Mm. down her face, suddenly, like, that shell around my heart just Mm. broke. And I found myself on the floor weeping because I realized this woman hasn't lived her life doing things for Jesus. And she doesn't have much time left to do anything for him, but she is completely loved, and so am I. Wow. And that was the beginning of the big change. And I know that sounds so simple, Hmm. but for perfectionists, we think we have to earn everything we've got, Hmm. and it's just not true. Hmm. And and you said, you know, that you you broke out, and you started finding out who you are. And I know Hmm. this isn't in Scripture, but in my imagination— I think about, you know, Psalm 139, when God created each of us and He knew us before He wove us together Mm -hmm. in our mother's womb. And I just think of Him doing that with a big old smile on His face. So good. He dreamed up autumn. And so we glorify Him the most when we are our most authentic self. Mm. And our perfectionism is an attempt to glorify Him, but we can't do it unless we're authentic. This is so good. I love the picture of, uh, you know, that elderly woman walking towards Jesus with the veil on her face. I mean, how, how, how beautiful of a picture that is. I I think you're right when you said um, our churches, they, they don't, they don't do a good job at this. I think we, as a matter of fact, I've said, I don't know, probably a hundred times on the show. Uh, I hate, I even hate the word, um, authentic at times when the church uses it because they use authentic and then they're fake. I'm like, what the it's heck? Overused, it's what under is, practice. Right. <laughs> what is going on? Like, you must be authentic. You must do life. And those two terms, maybe they started off really good, but people have learned to do small group, to do life in air quotes again in the studio, um, but really hide themselves um, under even the veil of of getting into one another's lives and, and things. People, people are really, really good at this. Um, I, when I, when I really 100% broke down in my, in my first marriage, I realized that I was working so hard at being perfect and failing. And now, Mm. now after I have sort of had that breakthrough now, 
all I have to do is be me. And I, I go into these big meetings or whatever, and I'm like super intimidated by everyone I sit in front of. And, um, and <laughs> God reminds me, Autumn, be you. You be you. Don't be anything other than you. And how much freedom that has brought me over several years has been amazing. Can you speak about that freedom of being truly authentic? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because I think this um, our culture even has tapped into this, and there is some backlash against perfectionism. Um, but what I hear people saying in, just in the secular realm, and I've had a lot of people even in the Christian realm ask me this, so they're saying, so you're saying to embrace our imperfections. And that's not really what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. what I have found is that only when I end my own pursuit of perfection can God start His perfecting work in me. Mm-hmm. And that's when we become, when God's at work, when He's really, um, it's like my perfectionism blocks His work. Mm-hmm. And so when I lay down my own work, when I lay down my own strength and doing things in my own power, that's when I, that's what I think the shell was around my heart that broke off. And then God can pour His love in. He starts doing the work, and that when we start being who He created us to be, that's mm. when we're truly authentic. And there is just that freedom in that, and that freedom um, flows into everything we do. That freedom has flo- is flowing into my relationship with God. And wow. so I'm such a rule follower kind of by nature, and I think everybody else should follow the rules too. Um, <laughs> but, which is a sad, it's a sad day to live in America if you feel that way. But anyway, right. Uh, but I've even carried that craziness into my time with Jesus. So like if somebody tells me a prescription for how to pray, that's what, exactly what I want to do. And what Jesus is doing with me and my times with him is just saying, hey, Amy, just follow me. Mm. And what that means is some days that I walk around my neighborhood and pray for people behind the doors. And mm. what that means is some days I read a book with some scripture in it instead of reading my Bible. Now, don't hear me wrong. I think the Bible is, that's the foundation. But but I, w- I just felt like I always followed the rules and did it the way I thought, you know, really good Christians had a quiet time. So it flows into that. It flows into my relationships, Hmm. my friendships. You know, when I can be my authentic self, suddenly my friends can open up and they can talk to me about what's really going on in their lives. And then we can grow together rather than and encourage each other together and help us avoid pitfalls together. A big place that has really made a change is in my marriage. And I was a girl who walked down the aisle with a lot of heavy expectations for my husband, dragging behind on my, my train. And I um, and that poor man has had to live under those expectations for decades. Hmm. And now we're just in a new place that I'm trying to really be aware of where those expectations are, let them go, and let him be, which has been his greatest gift to me in our marriage. So he's modeled that for me. This is awesome. Amy, we've got to wrap it up. We're out of time. But you have just been shed so much light on this uh, perfectionism. The book is called Breaking Up With Perfect. You can get it anywhere books are sold. You can get it on the Proverbs 31 website. Uh, she is the International Missions Coordinator for Proverbs 31. Amy, thank you so much for being on our show today. You, you're just such a, a breath of fresh air. Oh, Autumn, thank you for having me. I have loved it. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for listening. We'll see you back here on the Autumn Mile Show.